The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Change is the one constant in life. It is inevitable and it will happen to all of us at one time or another. Whether we like it or not, people and circumstances will change. We will get sick, loved ones will die, jobs will be lost, couples will grow apart, and children will move out. And when that happens, we are scared and sometimes lost. But here is the good news. Each one of us can write the next chapter of our life. No matter what we face, with the right mindset and unwavering tenacity, we can raise the curtain to a second act. I'm Joan Herman, and through my Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand and Second Acts, it is my mission to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation to write the next part of your story. And what a story it will be. Welcome to Second Acts. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for joining us. Anyone who has watched the holiday classic, It's a Wonderful Life, can fondly recall Clarence, the lovable guardian angel sent to Earth to aid George Bailey in his time of need. Clarence helped George see the value in his life, and George helped Clarence earn his wings. This touching story has led many to wonder if there really are angels by our side and what their role may be in our lives. Today's guest, Lorna Byrne, has been seeing and talking to angels since she was a baby. Lorna offers us a unique insight into the angelic help that is available to us all the time. As Lorna says... All you have to do is ask. Lorna is a spiritual teacher, international best-selling author, and philanthropist. She's the author of seven best-selling books, including Angels in My Hair, A Message of Hope from the Angels. Welcome, Lorna. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure to be talking with you, Joan. So let's have fun. Well, I am so excited about our conversation because I have always been fascinated with the topic of angels, uh, and, and I and I believe that angels are with us all the time. So I'm really excited about hearing what you have to say. But I want to start off by talking a little bit about your life and your backstory. What is your earliest memory of seeing an angel? And my first memory of seeing seeing an angel now, I was an infant and just lying in my coffin and trying to reach up and touch them. And I didn't know they were angels. And say maybe when I was about, you know, two, two and a half, playing with my my brother um, Christopher in front of the fire and it was when we were playing with little blocks my dad had had made and um, our hands touched 
and it was like as if his hand went into mine and mine went into his. And he, what would I say? All as I can say is I just felt so much love and I laughed and giggled because I was only a young child. And it was at that moment that the angels had said that they were angels and my little brother was a soul. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And I was to keep it a secret. So I have seen the angels. They have guided me all the way through my life. You know, I see a guardian angel with every single human being across the world. Um, and, and when you lose a loved one, they're, they're not dead. It's only their physical body. And they can be right there beside you as well at the moments that, that you need them. And that kind of leads to one of the questions that I wanted to ask you about angels. Were they human at one point? How did they come to be in the, in the role that they have and that the job that they have? Um, that's a lovely question. Angels were created long, long, long ago, and um, before you and I were even thought of in any in any way. Um, it's like as if that's the first thing that God had created was was these angels. And every soul, so every human being has a guardian angel, and they're there all of the time um, for us to help us to guide us. And there's many other angels as well. And the soul of your loved one, can, I, I love that part of the question as well. Your soul, your soul and the soul of your loved one is more than any angel ever could be. You know the way we put angels on pedestals? Well, the angels have us on pedestals. It should be the opposite way around. And I love that. And, and when, when someone says, my loved one is an angel in heaven, and the angels love that. They love that expression of love. But your loved one is more than any angel ever could be. Lorna, I think that's beautiful because I've lost my entire family, my parents and my siblings. And to have the the belief that they are always with me, I think that's so comforting and it's just so beautiful. Yeah, no, the the souls of your loved ones are always with you. They they come and go. They're there every second you need them. It's like time doesn't, you know the way time we have everything set in time as a human being, but the soul of your loved one and the angels and even God doesn't have everything set in time because there's no such thing as time, really. Um, so I, I do love that. Sometimes, you know, I might look out the window out onto the street and I would see the soul of a loved one walking with someone as well as the guardian angel and maybe other angels as well. And I would often see the soul of a loved one whispering into someone's ear you know, into into the person. How would I say the soul of your loved one, when you're grieving, they do everything to help you to to grieve, to get used to the loss of them humanly, but they are there spiritually with you. And and, and to me that's just a very important thing to remember. And they're perfect. If they had been sick or killed or whatever may have happened, and their soul is perfect. They are perfect. They are happy. They're they're full of joy. They they don't hold any anger or hate. All of that is gone. And it's like, how would I say, they're pure love. And that's what your soul is, is pure love. So, Lorna, so if angels if you are... Ever, Go ahead, please. I was going to say, you know, sometimes when someone loses a loved one, they, they would tell me that, you know, I had a row with them, you know, and they must be angry with me. The soul of your loved one is never angry with you or never hates you, loves you and adores you. 
Lorna, you said we have a guardian angel. Is that person assigned to us from cradle to death? Yes, um, I love I love that. That guardian angel was assigned to you before you were even conceived. When your soul was created in heaven, that angel was, was assigned. And that angel came with you at the moment of conception and stays with you, never leaves you for one second. Like I know people often laughed at that and, and they would say, oh, was my guardian angel in the bathroom with me? What would they think of that? And of course, your guardian angel will be in the bathroom with you. But your guardian angel just sees this beautiful person and that is unique. And your guardian angel loves you unconditionally. You know, they have so much love for us and is the gatekeeper of your soul, just wants to protect you as much as possible. But it can't overstep your free will. So you always have the choice um, to say yes or no to something. In that, in that way. So your guardian angel never, never leaves you. Is our guardian angel kind of in the background pulling the strings, you know, like guiding us? And, and how can we befriend, for lack of a better word, using a human word, how can we learn to identify who this angel is? And is there a way we can befriend it? I, I always say to, to everyone, um, you know, just say hello to your guardian angel. You know, you give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance to have more faith and to believe that there's more in life and that, that you have a soul, that spark of light of God, and that you have been given this guardian angel as a gift. And it's here in this world with you. And, and even then, when you die, your human body dies, it goes straight to heaven with you. It can never be anyone else's guardian angel. It's always yours. And I would just say the first thing to do is say hello to your guardian angel. You know, and then when you're ready, ask for its name. It can give you part of its name because the guardian angel's name seems to have so many letters in it. That's what they have showed me. And I, I don't understand it. And, and it usually is the first thought that comes into your mind. Or it could be a sign that you're given. You, you have asked, but nothing crossed your mind at all. And suddenly somebody says, oh, I love this song called whatever it may be called. And sometimes that can be your guardian angel's name. You know that's your guardian angel's name. And it can be such a simple name, but maybe not a name that you understand. It could be a name in another language or a language that you have never heard. Or it could be, you know, your guardian angel's name could be yes. You know, it can be so simple. In that, in that way, your guardian angel's name can be John or Murray or whatever name sometimes that you recognize, but it's only part of your guardian angel's name, a tiny part. And never think of changing it. Never, you know, when, when you receive it, don't doubt it. You know, you could have asked and you're reading a book and suddenly a particular word stands out. And then as you keep reading the book, turning the pages you're finding this word is standing out all of the time that's your guardian angel trying to tell you that's my name and so our angels are here to guide us and you know talking from a human point of view because especially me I'm the type of person that needs to see things and get answers and so you know we're, we're having to act on faith but are they always making their presence known but we just miss it yes the angels are always making their presence known and and we just miss it because in the sense of we're looking for a human sign so clear that um, 
we believe that that we would trip over it. You know what I mean? Right. In that in that way. Um, so your guardian angel is always giving signs, and and one of the most common signs that people ask for is a feather. But if if you're having an issue, it's like you know, ask your guardian angel for for help, and you know, do your best to listen, but don't over listen. It's like you suddenly know you should make that phone call, or you suddenly know. I should go to the shops now or I should go to my boss and ask this question. It's always, in, in the sense, it's always made quite clear to you that we doubt ourselves. And sometimes then we kind of, because everybody else is giving us advice, telling us to go, you know, the other direction or to say something completely different. So in a sense, we ignore our guardian angel and we go and say what everyone else is telling us to say, or we go in that other direction. And everyone knows this happens to us many, many a times. You know, when you kick yourself and you say, that's an expression we use here in Ireland, we kick ourselves and we say, I knew I should have said the other thing, or I knew I should have gone the other way. And so I would always say, try, try and listen. It's like sometimes I use the example, if you have a glass of water on the table or a cup of tea and you're being told to move it, now it could be anything. And for, you know, you don't bother move it, but then later on it gets knocked over or it gets spilt or, or you forget it. It could be, you know, something that you were to take with you and, and you knew you were to put it in your bag at that time, but you didn't, you know, and then you forgot it, it's saying, Oh, that was your guardian angel telling you, put it into your bag now. You see the angels at work in, in your life. I mean, I just came off of a weekend. I had a challenging weekend personally. And as soon as Monday came around, the first thing I saw was this. I, I, I had stayed off social media. And, and as soon as I went on LinkedIn on Monday, I saw this quote that was a direct, it was a direct answer, really, a response to what I had gone through all weekend. And since then, I've had four different occurrences that were directly helping me with what I just went through. And I believe it was my guardian angel and and anyone else that I've been calling in to help. And so I I think when we take the time and we're mindful and we pay attention, I I think we would see these miracles all day long. Yeah, I we we definitely would see them more because they happen every day in in our lives, every, every minute. Um, but I think at times we're just so, so stressed. And, you know, you didn't miss on Monday seeing that message. That was a message for you, but it was probably a message as well for millions of other people across the world. But they missed it. Mm-hmm. They may have seen it, but missed it, you know, in that in that way. Um, and I, I suppose, again, it's, you know, we are so stressed at times that we don't stop, you know, and slow down you know, and and just say to ourselves, I want to connect. I know I'm going to get through this. I know I'm going to have the, the strength. I know I'm going to have the courage and I can take one step at a time. That's one thing the angels have always taught me, you know, take one step at a time, you know, and and don't be so worried if, you know, you're heading in one direction and then suddenly, you know, you have to turn, go and turn. Um, I, I suppose maybe just to say to your your listeners, I don't really read. I know I have written the books, but I'm severely dyslexic, and 
you know, the angels have been there in my life all, all of the time and they have guided me. And I guess, you know, just like there's loads of miracles in my life, there is loads of miracles in your life as well. And it is in a sense maybe for, for listeners, for others out there, just to sit back for a moment and allow yourself to see those blessings, to see those miracles, because they're all around you. And the biggest miracle is that you, you're alive. You know, you have a guardian angel, you have a soul, you have friends. I know you said your family, you have lost most of your family, but you still have family. God provides family in different ways as well. You know, they come in through, through friends, through friendships, and they may come and go, but they're, they're there for the time that you need them. And not to be afraid of, you know, asking for help. The angels have always taught me, Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel and Angel Hosis, they would say to me, you're fearful and you're afraid. You know, even as a child when I had to cross the stream, they would tell me, don't be afraid. Just look, we'll guide you. Take one step at a time. And I would always get to the far side. We will all make it to the far side. And then again, when we get to the far side, it's it's our choice what we want to do next. Lorna, when you say you see angels, what do you actually see? Um, I, I see them physically. If you were here in the room with me, I would see your guardian angel. Now, when, when I was a child, I saw the guardian angel in its full glory, as I, I call it, because they're a different light than other angels. Um, so they close down that light. So most of the time, I just see a beam of light behind someone, unless um, that guardian angel wants to convey something to me about the person. You know, may, maybe I have to pray and ask for, for the person in, in some way. Um, other times, just like Archangel Michael, no, um, people have said to me, Lorna, I saw you with this um, young man who was he, and I knew they were talking about Archangel Michael, um, and he would always dress in the clo- clothing um, of wherever I am. One of the the incidents I have put in angels in my hair, and that's where I was walking in Maynooth College, and Archangel Michael came along and walked with me, and he was dressed as a priest. And I had to smile because two priests that passed us by um, with their prayer books um, said hello to Archangel Michael, you know, and said good morning to him. They completely ignored me as if I was invisible, but they saw him. And that has happened. I always say to people to remember, if, if, if you see an angel, they're perfect. Even their clothing is perfect. And, and you will notice the light about them. Um, they dim that light. But many people around the world will claim that they saw an angel or an angel helped them or an angel was there talking to them during a trauma that they were going through. And sometimes that is, you know, what, what you call it, a life-saving, you know, maybe an accident. And and sometimes, you know, they would say to, to the rescue workers or the ambulance men, you know, where where is the other person gone? The other doctor that has been here with me all the time, mm-hmm. and the ambulance crew turn around and say, "We're the first on the scene." So you angels know, can take human form. form. They, yeah, 
they they do um, on on occasions they do that. Um, for me, I see them physically. As I said, I see you, but to me, that's normal. I don't know what the world looks like through your eyes because I have seen them, and I always thought they were part of my family. I thought my mom and dad saw them, and as I I grew, I realized, you know how important it was to keep it a secret because they kept on reminding me constantly. But again, that was because I'm dyslexic and way back in Ireland, if you had any learning difficulty, you were considered retarded, you know. But look at where I am now. So I can read or write. It doesn't matter. Lorna, why do you, you know, think I you were chosen? I, I, I don't know because to me, I'm just an ordinary person. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know, and sometimes I would say to God, you know, why didn't you choose someone else? I would often say to God, why didn't you choose a man? You know, why me? Mm-hmm. Why why someone um, severely dyslexic with learning difficulties in that in that way, and ended up with no education? You know, grew up very poor. You know, um you know, so many ups and downs. Why? Because men I listen to, I would often argue with God, you know, saying that like the world will listen to a man, but they don't listen to women in the same way, you know, in that in that way. And so I, I don't I don't really know, but you know, I believe everyone can see angels and I believe in the future because I have been shown in the future that everyone will see angels. We'll see them physically like I see them. And a mother or a father or a grandparent will say to a child's guardian angel, I'm going down to the shops now, keep an eye on the little one. And the guardian angel will respond to that grandparent or that mother. I know that will happen in the future. It's like I've been shown the intertwining. We're, we're on a journey, a spiritual journey. The world is changing and it's it's to become conscious of our soul. We're not just, you know, a human being. We're a spiritual being as well. We have that spark of light that is enormous and yet so tiny. And it's like the intertwining of the body and the soul that we get to the stage where we don't get sick. And this planet is fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful. And I know at the moment... Our planet is in danger and we are in, in danger. But there's great hope there. We can do it. I know we can. God wouldn't have shown me so many incredible futures that all come together as one, you know, um, unless they're going to happen. Are and you able to share any of those with us, Lorna? Well, well, I have been shown where, as I said, you know, everyone sees the angels. You know, they're, they're, they're part of our family, part of our community. Um, I have been shown where all religions and none pray together. There's no division anymore. There is so much love and compassion and hope. And where our planet, there's no such thing as war or there's, how would I say, it's, it's like countries, how would I say it? I, I don't know what way I said it in one of the books, but... Each country grows whatever food we grow and then we share it with the rest of the world. We don't sell it. We share it. If, if there's a country that has had difficulty in, you know, maybe there wasn't enough rain or something like that, um, 
and another country has surplus, we send it. We don't look for money. And to me, that's such a big change because at the moment, everything is about money and wealth, you know. But, but to see that love and that compassion, it's like someone knocking on your door and they're hungry. I always remember being told a story about a little boy, you know, and he was hungry and he knocked on loads of doors. And then when he knocked on one door, the woman opened and she said, hold on. And she got him a glass of milk and she gave him that glass of milk. And that changed that little boy's life. You know, God brought him on a path because of that kindness, because of that love. And how would I say that little boy as he grew changed other people's lives as well. It's like a knock-on effect. We save our planet um, so we have to become so conscious of our planet and, and nature and the angels taught me everything out in nature. It's like we have forgotten how to, you know, reconnect again with our beautiful planet. That's right. a gift. You know, sometimes when you're given a gift for free you kind of, you know, put no value on it. It doesn't matter if it breaks or, you know, all that kind of thing. And I suppose that's what we have done with our planet. It has been a gift and, and we put no value on it. We just kept taking. Um, but there's lots of hope there. I want your listeners to know that. That is very important. And to give themselves a chance to believe in their guardian angel and to believe that they have a soul. And, and that your loved ones are right there with you as well. They're not dead, only their body. That is all. And you will see them again, you know. And our loved ones give us so many messages all of the time because your guardian angel calls them in because you have to remember you knew your loved one. You, what would you say, you could sense them, you could smell them. Like some people would say to me, I can smell my granny, I can smell my child. And um, nobody smokes in my house um, but suddenly I got a smell of cigarettes and I knew it was my dad or my son or, or my daughter, you know, because they were alive humanly once. Luna, is there anything that we need to do? You were saying that the angels are going to make their presence more known and be a bigger part of our lives. Is there anything we need to do? Do we need to raise our vibration? Do we need to live with more kindness? What's the role we have in making that happen? I think the role that, that we all have is becoming conscious of our guardian angel. And again, with more love, compassion and hope and forgiveness you know, not to be not to be angry to forgive and not to judge. And I believe we're getting there, even though we might think we're we're not. But I will never give up on hope. I will never give up on on mankind as as such. You know, so it's like you you can use the word raise your vibration, but it's no point raising a vibration if you're not going to love yourself and love others and love nature. You know, it's no good raising your vibrations if you're not going to look after nature as well, whether that is your garden, you know, or the birds around you or, or any little critters around you. Um, when you see someone in tears or someone reaching out for a helping hand, if you can give them a helping hand, you, you must give them a helping hand. You know, and sometimes it's only opening a door or giving a smile. You know, those two simple things can save someone's life. You know, so if you're going to 
say to yourself, I want to raise my vibrations. I want to become more conscious of my soul. Say good morning to your guardian angel, but say good morning to your soul as well. And and ask for the help to love you more so you can love the world more and everyone in it and all of nature. So those vibrations can be coming from you but you're receiving them as well, and it's changing everything that is all around you. The book is Angels in My Hair, A Message of Hope from the Angels. If you would like to learn more about Lorna and her work, you can visit lornaburn.com. That's B-Y-R-N-E, lornaburn.com. Lorna, in about 30 seconds or less, what is the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? I would love to leave everyone with, with love. You know, if you feel that you're not loved, remember, I love you, God loves you, and your guardian angel loves you. You are loved, and to know that there is lots of hope, and I would never turn you away. You are loved. That's what I would love everyone to give, as much love as they can out into the world, but they must love themselves as well. Lorna, thank you so much for spending this time with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, subscribe to our mailing list, check out our articles, magazine, book club, and be sure to follow us on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.